Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. However, wherever, whenever you're listening, this is the Root for Wisconsin show. Episode 26, guys, we're officially half a year old. We've been around for six months. Wow. I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up for me because I, I was wondering what the hell you meant by that, but thank you. Why would anyone pay attention to us for six fucking months? I, I have no idea, but I'm thankful for everyone that does. Explicitive months. Expletive months. Expletive you, Justin. Yeah, oh. Justin. <laughs> I'm the man and you know it. <laughs> Far from it, son. Anyway, <laughs> boys, we'll, we'll calm her down here. Never. I'm fired up today there, Eric. I, I can see that. You are rip-roaring, ready to go. It should be a good episode here. Welcome back, by the way. I'm glad to see uh, you're feeling better. You know what, boys? I felt really bad last week, but I was in bed before the podcast was probably recorded. I was in bed at like 6 o'clock last Wednesday. That is wow. accurate. I, that bug is going around, man. It's tough. It was. It, it sucked. I'm still like not 100%. Like I'm still, you can tell I'm a little stuffed up still. Dude, yeah, he, he, he could he couldn't he couldn't come on the podcast with us, but he could rip coronas a day later, you know. That was you know, a how Saturday, do you, how Justin. Make us feel, Eric, how does that make us feel? Ripping coronas a day later, like he skipped out on us. He doesn't even like us. In anymore. his defense, it was three days later. However, and I, and I also drink beer like every day, Justin. It's true. In his defense, that is him getting back to normal and getting back to healthy. So that's right. Getting back. To I right. will. I will give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Wicked sidekick. I, I asked. Yes. I asked if we could do it on Thursday or Friday. You guys said no. Yeah, I had some stuff going on. I had That's a on me. baseball game to go to. I did have some stuff oh. going on. So just baseball. What was game? What? The worst. Did you see this? The worst sport ever. Oh, my God. We got to get into this. Yeah, we will get into it. Before we do, got to take care of a little business here. First and foremost, our partners at Monkey Knife Fight. Play the contest. Earn some scratch. Play along with us. Good times. Also, raise energy, repsports.com, code ROOT4, R-O-O-T, number 4, 15% off any order for raise energy. It's probably the best way to support the show at this at point. At this so. point, it is without a doubt the best way to support the show. And actually support yourself because they got plenty of stuff out there. They've got protein popcorn. They've got energy drinks. They've got the the packets of energy drinks. They've got pre-workout. They've got sleeping uh, help as well. Really, it's a whole day, and they got clothes, merchandise, shaker bottles. You it's name a, it's it, a it's lifestyle. there. It really is. Raise Rebellion, Code Root 4, 15% off, repsports.com. With that, we start off going through the positive, what we had rooted for in the last week, and for Ramsey of the last two weeks, sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, love on. Show your love for your team. They've got NASCAR apparel. They've got NFL, NBA, NHL, golf. Video gaming, pro gaming, colleges, everything that you can think of. Fanatics, over 300 power stores. Whether your team's on top of the world or in the middle of a rebuild, show your fandom. Fanatics, love on. And I will go first because I know Justin was kind of teasing at this. I had rooted for the red hot first place Milwaukee Brewers on Saturday. I was down in Milwaukee. Shauna's birthday, we went with her brother-in-law, her sister, and her godson slash nephew. Caught my first ever fall ball at a game. What? Yeah. Are you kidding insane. me? You didn't tell me that. Did you not look on Facebook, did Justin? You not, did you not see the Facebook post, Justin? I'm, I'm a busy guy. I don't know man. if you guys know this. I am what they call a dad. I do things other than stare at my computer all day. I'm a busy man. Stare at a I computer, can't Justin? How old are you? 
It's got the desktop. I'm 30 with the dial up. It's got a desktop. Desktop the, with the dial up internet. Plugged in uh, Ethernet cord. I was, uh, I was that's old. how I. That's how internet first started for me. Yes, I will. I will take that, and I will. I will proudly wear that hat that I'm that old that I've seen multiple generations of the internet. But I am not like that anymore. I have. I have flowed with time, boys. All right. So I am a dad. I have to do things other than stare at the computer all day. So I apologize. I missed your update, I Eric. Just, I just hear a bunch but of nerd awesome, talk. Awesome that you caught a foul ball. Who, yeah, it was really who cool. was it? It was Luis Urias. So Brewer shortstop. Uh, so it was okay. one of our own too. And actually, ironically. He hardly hit some fair anyway, so that's that figures. And ironically, he has the same birthday as Shauna, too, just a year later. I was about so. to say, he's probably not very good if he's not hitting home runs. That, he's like <laughs> or, second or third on the team with seven or, home or runs. Or hitting some ribs. Seven, that's it? It's only like two months in. Yeah, let's get the bats well, going. Where was uh, Avi Garcia, right? Yeah, Avi, Avi Bombs leaving the team. I think he's got 13 or 14 now. So double? Yeah. He's got a double. But yeah, no great game. Uh, Brewer, it was tied in going into the bottom of the eighth. Yelich and Omar Narvaez went back to back, took the lead. Hader came in, shut it down top of the ninth. Or Brewers win. They've won nine of their last ten, five in a row, first place in the Central Division. I'm all happy, all smiles. So that's what I had rooted for. Ramsey, what did you root for this week? Oh, the last yes. two weeks. Another week before that doesn't matter. I'm going to go back to what I mentioned on the old Facebook on, what was that? Yesterday, Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. I rooted for Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Oh, boy. And anybody that is not rooting for that, for the sport of boxing and professional fighting in general, is a clown. So starting with you, Justin. I know you're against it. Clown. Are you waiting for retaliation? You want me to pick you up here? I was. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. Here's my feelings on this. Did you watch the fight first of all? I did not watch it, but I I kept up with it. Oh, so you kept up on you kept up on strangers, but you couldn't keep keep up on your own co-host on Twitter about Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Well, you should have bought the fight because I'm cheap and it's not worth buying. It was definitely worth the fifty pesos. Yeah, from from everything I saw. It looked like it was a great production. You had decent announcers. It looked like the fight was a legitimate fight outside of it being called a hug fest by most pundits. And that maybe that was Logan Paul's strategy, which is probably a great one. It looked, you know, obviously the outcome of the fight is not what everybody wanted. Uh, You know, Jake Paul, the brother, kind of being an idiot and saying Floyd Mayweather lost, that he's now 51, yada, yada, yada. But there was no decision. So, you know, Jake Paul comes in, makes his presence known that he's still a freaking idiot. But the production of the fight was great. I don't know about a Sunday night pay-per-view, which was kind of interesting. But it, but from the numbers you threw out earlier, it sounded like it was a great buy night, that they did really well. Um, it wasn't a, a phony deal like the like the Jake Paul fight no, no, no. of just what that, a couple of weeks ago. That was legit ago. too. That did 1.3 million pay per view buys. Well, I, I'm talking about production. Whatever, whatever the buys were, that we can argue about that. 
down the road. But this this whole thing seemed like it was a legit fight, a legit card. Uh, the whole thing was tenfold better than the Jake Paul deal. So I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying my favorite thing right now is that the Paul brothers, both of them, so Jake and Logan, we have both talked about on our podcast at least twice now. They won. And everyone that just mentions them on Twitter makes them win. And it just warms my heart on the inside because people try to clown them and people try to say, oh, they're not legit. They're both legit fighters. They're both legit. Logan, Logan went eight rounds with Mayweather, and I would say Logan probably won two of them. He probably won the first two rounds. So saying whatever you want to say about it, if you go eight rounds with Floyd and win two rounds, you're a legit fighter. Jake Paul is the better of the two. Jake Paul is a better fighter than Logan is today. So they're both legitimate fighters. And they won. I don't would agree with you. They both won. I don't know that, that makes I do, smile. but I, I think many pundits would agree with that. It, just makes me, it makes my heart warm that they're clowning everyone on the planet and they're just making out. You realize Jake Paul right now is on the 50 well, highest paid athletes in the world right now? Well, here, here's the thing about this one compared to to uh, the Jake Paul one. Logan. Was like this no, fight, Jake or Logan. Paul. Yeah,的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的Jake的J
he came back from like 30th and he came all the way through the field with like 22 laps left and he just was mowing people down. It was a great show. He put on, it was awesome to watch. And, and you know, Kyle Larson came back, dominated the race on Sunday. Um, the guy is on fire right now. He, he is NASCAR. He's carrying it. So, Justin, talking about the mid-Ohio race, did you see who was up towards the front of that race? Yep, Ty Gibbs. Yes, so I did. So, did you see then, that Ty Gibbs then, won I, the ARCA race right before I will, that? I, I, you know what else I was going to tell you? He, he cried like a little girl in the post-race interviews because somebody dive-bombed him into a corner in a freaking road race. Did He is the worst. He is, he, he's almost as bad as LeBron James crying about falls all goddamn game Ty long. Gibbs. Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. Shut your mouth. Get a sponsor. Get a race. Let's go. Okay, tell the kids to go after lawn, too. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs is legit. He is going to be a future star in NASCAR. You realize he's won 57% of the races he's entered this year? What, Between only, ARCA and what, Xfinity? What do you race? Eight? He, he's got the best car. How, how good are the other Gibbs cars doing that actually have sponsors? All the money's going to the kid. It doesn't matter. He's winning 57% of the races, and he's doing it unsponsored. I'm, I'm, so I, I, don't doing, know if I, I don't know if I'm feeling it. He's doing a grandpa sponsored. That's so? what he's doing. So? He's got the best of the best. Okay. Jeff Gordon is the best of the best forever. Kyle Busch is the best of the best. Jimmy Johnson is the best of the best. Overrated. And Dale Earnhardt had the best of the best. Richard Petty had the best of the best. What's that? Just because you're the best he's equipment over. doesn't mean anything. Not overrated. He is legit. He's coming. I saw it that first race in Daytona, and I got on the podcast. I told you, watch out for Ty Gibbs. Since then, he's won, what, three Xfinity races? Four he's or five Arca races? Turn him. Watch out for Ty Gibbs. Go follow him on Instagram. He's going to be a, he's the next big thing in watch, NASCAR. Watch him go straight in a wall. All right. So with that, you know, we're already kind of getting into the negative. So Noogie the Week time, I'll let Justin go first because I think we can continue this conversation. Well, this one's pretty easy. This one has to be the Milwaukee Bucks, right? You you go in, you sweep the you sweep the heat. You kind of your nemesis from last year. You, you average a twenty point win in almost every game over the series, and then you go in in game two, knowing that Harden's not in there. And at one point, you're down forty nine points. You're down forty nine points. Giannis is supposed to be this this amazing guy this uh, this all-time basketball player and all of a sudden he can't hit a shot uh, what is Budenholzer thinking playing him at point forward so much it, it they look lost and Budenholzer looks lost I, I'm I, I, I'm off of this team right now anytime you go down 50 points in a round two of the second round of the playoffs you're a garbage team yeah, no, I, I, it's amazing really how, like you said, just the fall from grace within two basketball games. And honestly, I think I, if I had, and I saw this on Twitter, so I can't take credit for this myself, but Mike Budenholzer is doing exactly what Mike McCarthy did his last like a season and a half in Green Bay, where he's just putting the ball to Giannis and being like, hey, you're the superstar, save me. 
It's not working. Yeah. It's an absolute expletive-filled clown show. And when you play against a real team, such as the Brooklyn Nets right now, you're looking like an absolute moron. And we'll touch more on this, this series in a couple minutes here. Like I said, though, absolute moron right now. And he's going down with this ship. And if they get bounced out in four games, five games, whatever, he has to be gone, right? Like, that that can't they have. They literally have to win the next three games. The, like, all three games are must-wins. They, they have to go. They have to win the two at home. And then they have to go to Brooklyn and steal that one. They have to. Because if you go if if you go back to Brooklyn, down three one, it's game over. You're done. You might as well pack it up and sign our senorita. You're out of here, Ramsey. Do you want commentary on the Bucks, my nookie? Let's do your Bucks commentary first. I'm just gonna roll right in the nookie because it's okay. gonna go to my sounds good. Sounds my good. nookie because Giannis. Okay. A bum. You realize that Giannis, so on the floor in the Brooklyn series, at best is the third best player. I agree. At his absolute best. He is the third best player. Kyrie is a better player right now than Giannis Kevin is. Durant. And Kevin Durant. And that hurt. Kevin Durant is who Giannis should try to be, that Giannis isn't yet in the ballpark. Yeah. He's not close. Kevin Durant to what Giannis is is an absolute joke. Then you want to talk about the other series. Giannis is not better than Trey Young right now. Giannis is not better than Joel Embiid. Yeah, no, I can't disagree with Giannis, a single thing there. Giannis isn't no. better than Devin Booker. He's not better than Chris Paul right now. Not better than Donovan Mitchell. Not better than Kawhi Leonard, even though Kawhi Leonard had a stinker the other night. Going back to the last series, he's not better than Luka Doncic. Not better than the Joker. I mean, yeah, we're the talking... The MVP of the league. That, he shouldn't be the MVP. He's just and who, the MVP who got healthy. Who got announced MVP... The guy who got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. I don't know. I sent you guys yeah. that meme. That was that made me laugh. But the fact that Nikola Jokic is the MVP this year is a fucking joke too. But that's that's something else that I don't know if we need to get into that. But Giannis right now is at best the tenth best player in the world in the playoffs right now. I mean, I don't know how much you guys watched the Dallas Clippers series. I did. Yeah, Luka Doncic is a awesome star. He he's, might, he's, the be, he's the best player in the league. He might be the best 22-year-old I've ever seen play. He's better than yep. LeBron was at 22. Wow. 23. He's better than LeBron right. was at 22 or I would agree. And that it's says good. a lot because i huge LeBron fan. Everyone knows that. Yeah, you, you, but you have a huge LeBron boner. Luka Doncic was outclassed. They were going up against a better coach, better team, better roster, better player. I mean – Top to bottom, better organization. And he took it to seven games. Without really a true number two, averaging, what, like 38 points a game? Something like yeah. that, yeah. Luka is an absolute. So, back to the Bucks. Giannis, you need to be better. You had, what, 18 points on Monday night? I don't recall specifically. <laughs> I, I believe I it was look. 18 points. Yes, it was. In a 40-point yes. blowout. And, you know, not even to beat the dead horse of Chris Middleton. He's a clown, too. He's the league's best four. I mean, he's, I don't even know if he's a two. I don't even know if Giannis is a two right now. Giannis is a two. I would agree. Giannis is a two or a three on a championship team. He's definitely I, not I a have, one. I haven't felt this way in a long time, Ramsey, but I, th- I think, you know, I'm coming to your side of things on this because 
Well, I've, I've been fighting you about Giannis, and I've been fighting you about Middleton, but if, if you guys aren't going to answer in the big series to even make it a game, I mean, you lost by how much the, the first game? They the lost score was like better. eight, but it, it wasn't. Yeah, it close. wasn't close. It wasn't eight. It was twenty something, pretty much the whole game. And then, and then, well, the second half, the first half was close. The Bucks had the lead for the majority of the first half. Yeah, but I don't think anyone had. But a Brooklyn came and closed out. Like I remember, I, I looked at one point when we were coming back from Milwaukee. I looked at my phone. The Bucks were up by like six, but the Nets still had like a sixty-eight win percentage. Like yeah. and like the they were playing second well. quarter. And that was without James Harden on the floor, who was, by the way, announced he's going to be out for game three. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he doesn't need to play. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. And the thing about the Bucks right now, too, is that I would say this is the team that the Bucks match up well against. Like, they match up relatively well against Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a very finesse, very pace and space team. Those kind of teams tend to have issues when they play physical teams like Milwaukee's been all season. And Milwaukee's getting run out of the gym. It's ridiculous. And I think we all 50 points. We all talked about it when the playoffs first started. We're like, oh, that that'd be a decent matchup for the Bucks. I think they could really have some momentum. And, you know, mm-hmm. they go up, they sweep the Miami Heat, and we're all thinking, wow, that looks like a pretty good matchup coming up with Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it has not been close. Brooklyn's uh, out, you know, outplayed them. They've outworked them. They've out Well, here's here's a telling stat. I'm looking at the box score right now. Chris Middleton in game two was seven of 20 from the field. He scored 17 points, seven of 20, three of eight from three point land. And you're giving him a max contract. Meanwhile, you're looking here and first of all, I'm amazed that PJ Tucker started. Granted, he only played 22 minutes, but I don't think he should be starting at this point. I don't know who else you start right now, but that's kind of what you're at without DiVincenzo in the, in the, on the floor or even being an option to be on the floor. Drew Holiday was 6 of 10, played 34 minutes, only had three assists. This is a guy who has double-digit assists multiple games against well, Miami. And that's the thing. That, that's the biggest stat of it all because they're intent on playing Giannis at point forward. I don't get it. Get the ball out of his hands, put his ass on the block, and give him the ball where he can actually make a play. This this going head first, stopping in the middle of the lane bullshit is exactly what. The, how many turnovers did he have? I can look quick. What was the shooting percentage? Well, it goes back to the uh, Giannis was eight of fifteen from the floor. He was two of seven from from the line. Ten boards. He had three turnovers, but it was minus twenty two on the game. Minus twenty two. Can you imagine that being a two time MVP and being minus twenty two? Yeah, I bet you. I bet you'd be hard-pressed to find a LeBron game that he was minus 22. I could look. I bet you, I bet you if you look at LeBron James, or even Kevin Durant for that matter, to find any one of those guys to find a minus 22 period. Nikola Jokic for that, for that matter. He's not minus 22. That's the insane part. Like, how, how, how is a two-time MVP minus 22? On top of that, can't hit a free throw. Doesn't have a jump shot. And, again, all these so-called NBA people are all like, oh, Giannis is the next big thing. And everyone that kind of knew what they were talking about looks at him and goes, he can't shoot the basketball. He's a solid defender. He's an athletic big, but that's what he is. He's not. 
He's what the, the game. He's what the game's going away from. This crazy athletic guy who can't really shoot a jump shot. That's who the game's going away from. As it should, by the The way. Russell Westbrooks of the world, that's a dying breed. I mean, you have to be able to shoot the basketball in 2021 playing in the NBA. And really? Giannis doesn't have a jump shot. And then you pair him with the number two of Chris Middleton, who you gave a max contract to. And who let... is 7 of 20. Chris Middleton, by the way, was minus 30. Well, that's what I'm saying. And you gave this guy a max contract. You know people like Malcolm Brogdon leave, who I think is a better player today. I'd rather Malcolm Brogdon on the team than Chris Middleton, especially that Malcolm Brogdon was asking for like $18 million less. Like, that's another starter. Yeah, I'm, I'm just amazed. You know, looking at the box, the box score here, just looking at just Drew Holiday's numbers and just because they insist on using Giannis at that point forward role, which he's not really equipped to do. He doesn't no. have that great of handles. He doesn't have that great of court vision either. He's used it in an ISO situation, and yep. they don't have a great, you know, that works fine against a Miami, but when Kevin Durant's guarding you, you're kind of shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. When you have a premier defender playing defense against you with other dominant players, when you have a Kyrie to play off ball and can help out, when you have a Blake Griffin to crash the middle, when you have so many other guys, Giannis's style of ISO basketball does not work. That offense needs to be running through Drew Holiday right now. Yeah, and but even think about this. This is about the Nets having James Harden, Mm-hmm. And Lamarcus Aldridge, right? Imagine if the series had Lamarcus Aldridge and James Harden in it. I don't even think they matter. That's the thing. It doesn't. They don't neither need one of them. I mean, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge. You know, he was on the roster for what, like a day. But, but he was still a fourteen yeah. and ten guy. No, right. That's my point, though. They don't need him. They don't need James Harden, who, in my opinion, is probably the best of the three that are there right now. At this point, say probably what, say what you will about Kevin Durant. I mean. I'm not a huge Kevin Durant fan. He doesn't stay healthy. James Harden doesn't miss games. James Harden moves the ball better. James Harden in the situation that he'd be in playing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant would be who the offense runs through. So, I mean, arguably their best player is not playing, and you still got what ball raced? 40? And then their other best player is out on dates with porn stars, bringing backup chicks. That's the greatest story of the internet, by the way, this week. Kevin Durant. Do you see that, Justin? I did. That is the funniest thing in the world to me of going on a date, friend zoning a porn star because you brought a backup date and he was boring. So, but isn't that a Kevin Durant thing? That is the most Kevin Durant thing. It is so funny. He's such a beta, too. Yeah. And he was, he was talking about the other day how don't ever compare me to Giannis. And I was like, that's not really, that's kind of an unfair comparison. Giannis is a good player. But coming in the series, don't compare Kevin Durant to Giannis. I mean, they're not even in the same atmosphere. It's ridiculous. It's, and it's ridiculous. And the fact that where the Bucks are today, there's not much they can really do to change it going into next year. They don't have a lot of draft capital. Don't really? have, they don't, don't have a lot of financial wiggle room with a cap or anything like that or going over the luxury so, tax. And so they don't, have, they don't have any capital, period. Their roster is pretty much meh. They can change it. Well, would you was happy to say, but you're going to have to get rid of Giannis. You'd have to get rid of probably Chris Middleton before you get rid of Giannis, but you would have to move Middleton, and I don't know any NBA team right now that's going to take Middleton's contract. Well, you know what the problem, right. though, is kind of like what you've said about what everybody's been saying about Giannis. All these talking heads and sitting there and being like, oh, yeah, Chris Middleton's the best-kept secret in basketball. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton. It's like, 
dude, no, what what game are you watching? Like, yeah, there's games where he shows up and plays like yep. a all star reserve. Yeah. Yep. Plays like the you know the tenth best player in the East. There's games where he does that. Great. But there's a lot of games where he goes seven of twenty. He turns he has five turnovers, doesn't contribute with assists, doesn't contribute with rebounds. He's a spot up shooter that's very inconsistent. Well, and like I've I've been saying all year, all season with the Bucks, Chris Middleton is probably a good piece on a championship team. That's what he is. That's what he is. And the Bucks gave him a max deal. So now you're gonna to want to try to move Chris Middleton, and I don't know of any team that's gonna be knocking on the door to get Chris Middleton. You're not gonna I mean, there's teams out there that would take him just because of the perception of Chris Middleton. Yeah, but what are you gonna get in return? That's what I was gonna say. <coughs> I don't know what the capital that you get in return is, and I don't think it wins you a championship. No, that's the thing. And that's kind of what my point was, is that there's no draft capital there. Their players are at this point relatively worthless. Their coaching is a mess. I mean they're a good, they're a talented team with nothing to really look forward to. And that's the thing. Like, sure, they're going to get bounced in the second round again next year. They're going to bring back probably relatively close to the same team, get bounced again. I mean, that's just what they are right now. And something needs to change. And it's kind of the whole mentality of kind of the state of not wanting to go for championships. Like, it's just, it's sad because I don't think the Bucks are truly committed to going for a championship either. They're the same place that Green Bay is. They just want to be relevant. Hmm. I mean, that's an interesting take. Um, obviously, there's one thing you can do that gets you out of out of some of that. Um, you know, you got to trade. You got to trade either Middleton or. I mean, you're you're clearly not going to trade Drew Holiday. He's still a valuable asset, but I don't know how valuable Giannis is. It's like. They, they've, you know, teams have. This is the second playoff in a, or the second year in a row in the playoffs, where teams have really figured him out and not played him straight up, and and, and have played six, seven feet off of him and allowed him to shoot threes or allowed him to shoot sixteen footers. So I don't know how valuable a guy in the league is like that. But he, even, he can't win big games. He's not clutch. He, you know. I don't know what else to say about it, but trade them and get what you can for them now. But see, I don't even know what's worth whatever anyone's going to offer, to be honest, right? Let's just say best case scenario, probably the best player that would be available for trade right now is probably Damian Lillard. And I, if I'm Portland, I'm not trading Damian Lillard for Giannis. Like, I'm just I not, not going to do that. I don't even know that it has to be players. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, the thing in the NBA, though. You have to, you're either competing for a championship or you're rebuilding. Total rebuilding. And I don't know if right. the Bucks are bad enough right now to go total rebuild, but like I was saying, what capital they have. But if you get have, blown up by 50 points in the second round, well, where, where do you call it? I, I don't know. That's the, that's the million dollar question, and that's what, you know, with the supposed you know the back to back MVP, and you're getting blown out in, in in the second round by 50 points. You've got to you've got to figure it out, or you know, how what can you get for Giannis? Could they get, you know, what three first rounders that are lottery picks? 
But swing the, it that way? The thing with that is, though, they're not going to be lottery nope. picks if Giannis is on that team. Giannis is good enough to win you 35 games. He's good enough to make a playoff appearance. In the East. Well, still. Probably not the West, but Giannis by himself is probably worth 35 wins. So those picks that you're going to trade for are going to be relatively worthless. That's like everyone talking right now of the Packers trading Aaron. That's not going to happen because there's not going to be any capital you're going to get in return for Aaron. Wherever team Aaron will go to is going to be good enough that those picks are going to be relatively worthless. Right. So you have to trade him in the offseason. You can't trade him going into a season or in a middle of a season unless you trade him to Detroit. Like, I don't, no one can turn that mess around. But that's the thing with Giannis is that whoever you trade him to is going to be good enough that those draft picks aren't worth anything. So you almost have to trade him straight up for a player. And like I was kind of mentioned earlier, in the NBA right now, you're either going for a championship or you're complete rebuilding. And there's a lot of places and a lot of teams that aren't to the point of trading a star player away. Because once you have a star player away, then you start competing. So I can think of like Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard are probably the only two players in the league right now that would make any total, any sort of sense. And they're not worth what Giannis is. Well, what you'd have to do, and I think it's a combination of kind of what you're saying, is you'd have to find a young superstar. And I, I don't know who that guy would be. But, the, but what people, you have to do, you'd have to get like, and this is the only one that can think in my head, and it's nowhere near the level of Giannis, so it wouldn't even happen for a trade. You need a guy like Colin Sexton off the Cavs, and then like three first-round picks. Yeah. Like, it had to be a combo of the two. Or like Ja Morant or someone like that. Right. A team that, and for what it's worth, Memphis is, that, that might be a soft situation, but they're not going to trade John Morant because he's the engine of that ship. Like, he's... Well, he's the face of that franchise, and he's yep. he is Memphis basketball right now. And even they were they were the eight they were no they were in the play-in series, weren't they? Yeah, but they they took the Jazz to what six games, five yeah. or six. Who they? Did you guys watch the Jazz play at all that this year? No, I haven't. The Jazz. That's a team you gotta watch. You gotta watch the Jazz. You gotta watch the Suns. Both those teams are really good. Love the Suns. Have you have you watched the Jazz yet, Justin? A little bit, yeah. That's a deep roster. Uh, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is something Spider. special, man. That Jazz he team is. reminds me a lot of those Spurs teams that we've kind of been talking about on the pod the last few weeks. That they're they have a really good home court. They are super deep. They go ten deep in Utah right now. And they've really, I mean, it's it's Donovan Mitchell, and it's not like they have like a whole lot of you know face recognition names. Like, you look through their roster. Mike Conley. Well, right. There's names like like basketball fans recognize, but they don't have, like, outside of Donovan Mitchell, they don't have mainstream appeal, per se. See, is Donovan Mitchell even mainstream? Did you even make the all-star? Yeah, I was going to say That's my point. Is they don't have, it's exactly like the Spurs. Yeah. Where they have guys that you, you know, basketball people have heard of, but they don't have, uh, even people have heard of John Ranch because he went to Murray State and, you know, he was kind of, you know, the the superstar there. Mm -hmm. But you don't have a guy like, you know, like a LeBron James. You don't have a Dwayne Wade that has that outside of basketball appeal. Yeah. Like, Donovan Mitchell is probably the closest that they have. And even then, it's like, maybe. You know if you're a basketball fan, but if I ask Mel who Donovan Mitchell is, she's going to look at me like, who? Yeah. And she's a pretty decent basketball fan. She likes watching yeah. playoff games. So, But watch Utah. If you guys have not watched the Utah Jazz play yet this year, that... Jazz Clipper series is going to be 
it's going to be good. Pay attention to it. I know it's late, so try to catch it on the weekend, Friday, Saturday. But really good series that's going to be. Anyway, we talked a lot about the Bucks. Uh, I know we're probably going to get a whole lot of Brewer talk in here. I got enough of it earlier here. So with that, I mean, since so Ramsey's... I got one question. Hey, I got one question. Okay. One question. What, what or how was the other Tuggers game? I don't understand the question. Are you asking what the other Tuggers are or asking no, 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 how no, the game no. was? Uh, I'm sorry. How was the other Tugger game? Well, the other Tugger actually had a whole weekend. Um, well, right. You went to a game though, right? I was going, I had purchased tickets and then my brother, Hannah, so my brother's girlfriend and two of my buddies all went, I was supposed to meet them there. And then the storms came through. I got held over late at work by no choice of my own. Like I got forced to stay and our phone system crashed. Our computer system crashed. So I didn't get to go. I'm a little disappointed. I wasn't invited to the other talkers. I've been saying you were for, sick. I've been saying forever how I've always wanted an auto tugger. I understand that, but you were sick. Oh, this is last. Yeah, week? Oh. yeah. Thursday um, was the only chance I would have had to go. But this this Ramsey is why he couldn't do it Thursday. Yeah, he was going to the auto tugger game. And if I wouldn't have, and if I wouldn't have gotten stuck at work, I would have been there. And if I wouldn't have been there, I would have gotten stuck at work because that's what happened. So I was at work till almost nine o'clock. I worked twelve hours on that day. You need to tell work, hey. The other talkers on. I got a dip. I would love to, but I cannot. It it doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. Works away for me. That's because you're the boss. Exactly. Be the boss, and you can make your own hours. Fair enough. You get your boss fired, and then you take your boss's job to become the boss. <laughs> so you can. One day. One day. So to to answer your question though, Justin, the it's like I said, it's the shout out to Dairy for June Dairy Month. Um, they actually debuted a new mascot. Well, did they win? I think they split the series. I believe they won Thursday, and I believe they won Sunday. I think they lost Friday, Saturday. Can you imagine being a visiting team and losing a team with some like cows with called the Utter Tuggers? Right? Utter like, Tuggers. Can you imagine that? Like not really be, being familiar with Wisconsin to walk like, in and be like, "Hey, like texting your lady back home." Yeah, we were playing the Utter Tuggers tonight. Kicked we our won. ass. <laughs> You imagine like I mean, especially like, the players who come oh, from like God. the port, you know, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, oh. and they're you know they're on their journey to go to the major leagues, and they're in high single A, so they're at, like the third level that you can be at. You know, they're a couple steps away from the majors. And hey, by the way, this weekend we're playing the Utter Tuggers, and that's not even like the I mean that's even that's just a temporary name. There's a uh, team I think in Double A called the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Based on the Marvel characters. Who was the... I saw someone the other day. There's the Montgomery had... Biscuits. There's the Saint, um, San Antonio Missions vibes. They're like a s'more. What was I saw what, one. Didn't that, didn't that used to be a... Uh, it was a Brewers, Brewers affiliate for a year. The, the what? Uh, the, it's like the San Antonio or the, like the Mission Texas vibes. And it's like a s'more. The vibes? Yeah. Love it. And then there's also uh, the Montgomery Biscuits. There's the Akron Rubber Ducks. So if the podcast ever gets big enough where people want to fly us out somewhere, if you have a funny name team, we will come out and do the show in your parking lot. Without a doubt, yeah. That's going to be the new goal. I'm not going to watch the game, 
I'll set your bar and drink beer all night. <laughs> we'll create our own bar in the in the parking lot. Some states it's as illegal. Long, as long as we get some apparel with it. Definitely. Just a hat. Just a hat. That's all we ask. Definitely. We'll, we'll come to you for a hat. And you pay the gas. Yeah. We'll figure out the rest. That'd be awesome. That is a goal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so lots of stuff, you know, to talk in the city here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, last, you know, a couple things have happened since uh, Ramsey was last on our airwaves. And actually since Justin and I have been last on the airwaves here. Uh, mini camp's underway. So a couple storylines all going on there. Um, Aaron Rodgers did not show up for mini camps, which not surprising. We all kind of figured it was going to happen. The wide receivers, however, did show up. Well, so, yeah, they can be replaced. Right. Right. So they're they're all in camp. Uh, Devontae Adams talking yesterday on Tuesday with the media. Uh, does not plan on holding out. He does not get an extension before next season starts. He'll well, come and play. Devontae's waiting to see what happens there. Uh, he, he had said yesterday the OTA absence wasn't what you guys were thinking. That's his quote. So I think uh, our little conspiracy theory that we cooked up here a couple weeks back, and a lot of, there are a lot of people too, um, that they were all soldiers with Rogers and and whole, you know not going to OTAs to kind of be arm in arm with Aaron was not the case. Of course, you say that now though. Well, right, but just just. Going on what's been Come on, Tay. You're better than that. <laughs> um, some other things coming out here. Um, lots of unknown with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, Jordan Love getting a lot of work with the number ones, which as he should be at this point because you got to figure out if he's your guy or not. If worse comes to worse, 12 doesn't show up. Not a great day Tuesday, but an impressive outing Wednesday. One practice doesn't make a break. So he sent the story of his career to this point, though. He had a terrible Wednesday or Tuesday, but Wednesday was good. Pretty much. I mean, it I guess really... I guess is that probably why any young player, but yeah, it just makes me laugh. Justin, any takeaways from the earlier parts here on minicamp? No, I think it's exciting to see um, what Love's doing. Uh, I think we all have to understand that he he didn't get a lot of rep. He didn't needing. There, there's not a lot of experience on him and to, and to double down on that and put the pressure on kind of right away with how's he doing? Aaron's not here. Everything's about Aaron. Um, he better perform that, that type of stuff. I, I, you know, when he, when he can take a bad day in his first real outing with the first team, and then come back the next day and have a very good day. I think you look at that as a positive. Like he, like he answered something there. You know, I don't know that it's anything big. I don't, you know, but he's got ice. You know, he's got a little bit of ice, and that's cool. I I, I think it was a great. I, today was a great sign for him to come back and to kind of answer some questions. And he actually did answer questions in the media today. He, I listened to his, his conference, his press conference, because it's on Facebook Live. He handled things probably about as best as he could. I'll put it that way. From his interview questions, um, he had said that he talked to Aaron not too long ago, did not divulge the contents of that conversation. Um, 
you know, he, he said, you know, he admitted, you know, there's a lot of work to do here. Um, but he didn't get a lot of, he, you know, he did say he didn't get a whole lot of reps last year, even in practice. So, you know, it's not, you know, when you consider that, it's not surprising that there's some growth to be seen yet. But all in all, I mean, he stepped up. Today he was QB1, and he handled like QB1 should. Well, yeah. he has to, though. He has no other choice, especially if the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back. If Aaron, So I'm not saying Aaron's not or is, right? But if Aaron doesn't, Jordan Love has 10 games. And in today's NFL, you get 10 games. So you better be ready. If you want to be a starting player in this league, you better show up in your first 10 games. Otherwise, you're on the way out. So yeah. you better get her figured out, bud. I, I don't know. It's fast, but I don't know about 10 games. Oh, how how yeah. much did Trubisky get? You know, how much? 10 games. The Bears just held on to him. You knew after 10 games, he wasn't an extension. That's why Baker hasn't got resigned yet. Five years. They're, they haven't really seen 10 games yet of Baker that they're like, wow, this is awesome. That's why he didn't get a, his big contract extension over the offseason. They're like, we need to wait and see more. That's, but people like Patrick Mahomes, Mar Jackson, they're already talking contract extensions and moving on and moving up in the world. And it's a fast moving league now. You have about, again, 10 at best a season. And that's probably long enough. And you know. So I, 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 I'm excited. I think Jordan Love showed promise this morning. So. But there, I don't, do you see any of the video of him actually practicing? I, I've watched a little bit of his video, and he looks, it's hard because it's obviously. It's in shells, there, you know, yeah. it's, there's no defense. But he, he did, I don't know, well, against the defense, he did lead a 10-play, 70-yard d- touchdown drive in practice today, which, yeah, again, and doesn't mean much, but. He looks, he looks natural. He looks I will, I'll give that, and I don't, and I'm probably pro- here, probably the biggest Jordan Love hater, but I, he looked good. From the tape I saw of him throwing the ball, he looks smooth. He looks like a quarterback one, right? So He looks the part. Looks the part. We'll see if he can handle the rest. I mean, it's obviously a whole lot different playing over at Lambeau than Ray Nishke's practice field. But, you know, the, he's, he looks like he's improving, right? So for what that's worth, it is what it is. I mean, we'll see, I guess. The Packers, I just believe in them. Because if not, they'd be bending over backwards for Aaron. And bringing people in. And, yeah. They'd, I mean, they'd be more than, you know, you'd have better than Blake Bortles in camp. Hey, Blake's a stud. He's won I, as many playoff games as Aaron has recently. That's right. Totally agree. Going to lead another team someday. I hope, I hope it's the Packers. If Blake Bortles starts for the Packers this year. And wins the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm partying <laughs> so hard. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. The boat. It, it, Blake Bortles jerseys around for everyone. Yeah, so lots of stuff happened over there. Um, do you guys want to talk the Aaron Rodgers stuff here? Any developments? I mean, there's a lot of... It's it's still all talking heads saying with hearsay. Uh, James Jones said today... No, yesterday with Colin Cowherd that he's talked with Aaron. He 100% believes that they're going to work it out. I know Ramsey actually was a source to me to break some news this weekend. And if you haven't seen my Twitter page, definitely go check it out, at Big E-W-D-U-Z. There's belief. Can we, can we say confirmed? So Why, I, yeah, have, I have confirmation that Packers 
personnel. Employees, personnel, went out to California to go visit Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I guess I can't say for sure if it was Aaron or not, but they did fly out on Saturday. Right. Or coming back, I believe, either Saturday night or Sunday. So they were flying out to California. So take that with what you will. I think they're trying to make a last-ditch effort to go get Aaron to get here. So For minicamp. We'll see what happened with that. I'm sh- we'll see. I, I'm really curious to see if it's reported anywhere else. Otherwise, I have not. I've literally I've not seen anywhere else, um, aside from my Twitter, which had like two engagements or three engagements. Um, I did make a couple people in the media aware of it, um, with a couple text messages I had sent to people that I I know are in the know as well. So we'll see if this develops. But you've heard it here first on Ripper Wisconsin show podcast that. Uh, this was a work in progress, and kind of, I, you know, truthfully, with James Jones kind of saying this, I feel even more confirmed about this. So do I. I th- well, I never thought it was not real. Well, right, but, the person... but from the fact that James Jones is now kind of saying that he talked to Aaron and he believes that they will work this out. And that was on Monday, right? That was on Tuesday. So, yeah. So, right the time frame weekend. kind of works out. I've, there's other reports. So Ty Dunn, who's wrote for writes for Bleach Report, he says that he's you know talked to other people who used to be in the building. They don't think he's coming back. Adam Schefter says he doesn't think he's coming back. Which Adam Schefter is whatever he is at this point. You however you feel about him at this Ooh, point. Adam Schefter. Honestly, though, you and your Adam Schefter hate. I'm just saying, from a journalistic standpoint, not great. But he's kind of digging in on that. Domovsky's digging down on that, and then you have. People between, like I said, you have James Jones saying, yes, he's probably coming back. You have Andrew Brandt, who I've heard twice now on Mad Dog Sports, once with Pat McAfee, once on The Wrap, usually with Patrick Maher, but with Linda Cohen. That was, I believe, Monday night, um, saying how, I mean, the reality of the situation is he either plays or he retires. Green Bay's not trading him. They reaffirm that again. So... Packer fans, I am confident in saying he'll be back. There's not really an avenue. He's not going to cut. What's he going to lose? Thirty million dollars, right? If he go, if he if he retires before training camp, it's like fourteen. And the Packers are going to have to seek that out if they don't want to. But but they probably would. It's kind of an ugly divorce. They'd probably go after him to get their money back. Well, the real the real telling part of it, and actually Andrew, I had no idea how they how this worked out. Andrew Brandt actually kind of delivered a golden nugget today with Pat McAfee. And Aaron's signing or roster bonus, which we've talked about pretty extensively mm-hmm. in the show, that it could have been converted to a signing bonus for cap room, technically hasn't hit Aaron Rodgers' pocket because there's a lot of talk that if the pack if he wants to retire, he has to pay the Packers back that money. Andrew Brandt shows or shines some light on that, saying that he actually wouldn't have to because of something that Andrew Brandt was doing when he was with the team, where their contracts where they do that player that roster bonus. Yes, it's earned in March. Like if you're on the roster in March, you get that bonus. However, you don't earn that. Like they actually space it out throughout the season. Oh, for how they pay it out. Yeah, so you get it in. So Green Bay, I mean, they could potentially find him the ninety thousand dollars, ninety three thousand dollars for missing minicamp. They probably won't. They shouldn't. Right. If you want him to come back, you probably don't find him. The only thing that they can do, and this is, and Andrew Brand actually talked about this today pretty extensively too, is the only thing they can slash would do, and this is because of how the 
uh, CBA is set up is that they would, ha- if he doesn't come to training camp, it is a mandatory fifty thousand dollar fine. He has no. The Packers right, would have Packers. no fee or have no place in waiving that because of the CBA. So that's really the kind of the next hurdle. First of all, if he shows up to training camp, which I have, I you know, if he does miss, it'll maybe be a couple weeks. Like if I that, said, but I do, I'm pretty confident it'll be back in Green Bay just for the fact. It's an asset that Green Bay can't really move without Aaron being there. Well, that and you combine the fact that if he sits out this year and doesn't play any games, his contract basically just goes an extra year. It gets kind of walked over. So that that point in the contract where it comes a less of a hit salary cap wise gets extended out another year. Right. So it's not So he has no leverage except to either retire. And he doesn't have to pay back that signing, that roster bonus. And a lot of teams, like I know when Andrew Luck retired out of nowhere 10 days before the season, the Colts said, you know, we're not going to make you pay back this this signing bonus. Other it teams, was a lot of money, too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. $20 million he didn't have to pay back. Other teams, like Detroit, with Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, have curses on them because they go after their superstars who chose to retire early. And make them pay money when they're a turd bag franchise. So, like I said, there's really no, in my opinion, as of today, there's no real out for Aaron, and there's no real out for the Packers. I don't think Aaron's going to bite, like I said, he's going to lose about $30 million if he doesn't play this year. Uh, something in that ballpark so, in terms of the salary, but. But $30 million, you don't get that back, right? At this point in your career, you're not making $30 million back. And the brand hit and all the deals and stuff you have outside of football, those go away too if you're not playing. So Aaron's going to lose. I, I'm going to be, it's going to sound obnoxious, probably $100 million next year between endorsements, endorsements signing bonus. Yeah. So Aaron's not walking away from $100 million. And the Packers aren't going to move him. So he's not retiring. The Packers aren't going to move him. The only other option at that point is to show up. So Aaron will probably be at Lambeau week, week one. one, and that's just what it is. So everyone needs to kind of relax on it. I don't think he should. I think I'd be fine if I retire. I'd just bite it and walk away. But the Packers, how they operate, how Aaron is right now, they really have no leverage till next offseason. And even then, I, I mean, they have the, the contract language where they can move him a lot easier, but it's the same thing. Like, they don't have to. But so if Jordan Love and this whole thing, regardless of what happens, goes away if Jordan Love can play. Right. If Jordan Love, if for whatever reason he's starting week one, if Jordan Love can play, this whole problem goes away. Packers move Aaron, even move his rights. You can still trade the rights after the player's been well, gone. Well, just like we're at Gronkowski. Right. So you can trade the rights, and then if he shows up there, great. If not, whatever. But that's what it's going to be. You mean if... He has to be a Packer in 2021. He has to play. I don't, I don't see an option where that's not going to happen. Right. I think it might be ugly. I don't think Aaron could be very prickly at times. I think that it could be a little ugly at times. But like we just said, I don't think there's any way that you get around Aaron being um, green and gold come week one. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. There's right. no option right now. There's no other foreseeable option that I see at least. Yeah, no, I mean, 
I think to me, <clears throat> I, I speak for the fans that are just sick of it. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I'm over it. Uh, he wants out. Let him go. Let let him go to an AFC team. He thinks he can, he can get get something out of somebody else. Then just let him go. Um, let's see what love has. Uh, let's 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 push our our bank of draft picks up. And if we if we don't like what love has, we'll just ride it out for a year and then go find the next best thing. But um, that's that's the thing, though, Aaron, is that. You're not gonna if you let him go. You're not getting any real capital back for him. It makes more sense to hold on to him for 2021 because he's gonna be worth just as much in the offseason next year, barring some injury or something like that. Barring something weird that you'd be able to get a top ten pick for him. You'd be able to get some actual capital for him next year. This year, there's you could no. You could be strategic in how. In how you get your picks. Where would you send them? Um, you know, I, I'd send them to Denver, and I'd take a pick every other year. So in five years from now, when he's long gone, I'm gonna get their I'm gonna get their first round pick. Are we sure he's been gone in five years? Well, I'll take that gamble, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's you can. It's a gamble to let him go, and it's a gamble to keep him. No, there's, there's no, no gamble. There's keeping no gamble in keeping him. Keeping him's a safe play. They're absolutely. There absolutely is. You're going to stunt the growth of the guy that you picked to replace him. Well, I, you're going to stunt the growth of him with a black cloud. Okay. That's absolutely what you're going to do. The, I don't, the, the, the transition between Favre to A-Rod was that it was, you know, it was definite. He retired. I'm done. You wanted to come back? Fine. We'll trade you. We're definitely going with Aaron. Right? Yeah. But- that was definitive. This isn't definitive. We got a guy that can replace you, but we still want you. So what you're doing, even if he dec- you keep him, he decides not to, it's still going to be a black cloud all the way through the year. It doesn't matter. Jordan. All the way through the year. Jordan Love's and you're not ready. And you're going to his gross. That's fine. His gross. Jordan Love's not ready to play. That's not fine. If, That's not fine. If Jordan Love was ready to play, they would have traded him already. That's what they're seeing. But Jordan, that, that's what they need to no, see. No, 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 because they were trading him to San Francisco. San Francisco called about trading the third pick. That's we know You're that's a fact. You're not going to trade him to an NFC team. Why not? The Packers. Why would you do that? If you were going into a rebuild, you're not competing in San Francisco, anyways. San Francisco being Who good is going into a rebuild. If you lose Aaron Rodgers, you're going into a rebuild. That's not true. This like roster, I don't okay. understand that argument. Like you. This is still a winning roster with or without Aaron Rodgers. Are you sure about that? It is a, it's a far better roster than when Brett Hundley was playing quarterback. So don't, I mean, are, no. that's not even an argument. But so look, for, for those that want to throw that argument out there, you that would be an idiotic, it's stupid, okay. it's absolutely stupid argument. Just You're talking so. about a fourth-round quarterback compared to a guy that has first-round talent. Okay. All right. No, for, hold for on. That. Who is the better roster today? Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers or the Washington football team? Green Bay. That's. I don't think that's true. I, I would Green actually Bay, agree with that. Absolutely. Is, okay, is Green Bay night and day different, though? They're night and yes. day different. No, no, no. You, so you're telling me Green Bay is six wins better than the Washington football team? They want yes. To, no, you you really think Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers is six wins better than the Washington I'd football say team? Three or four. Yes. Okay, yes, three I or do. four. So they're barely above five hundred. 
Abby, if, you, if you put Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers in that division last year, they're a 13-win team. See, I think you guys are overvaluing the roster. I, I don't. I don't. Without Aaron Rodgers being there, we've seen it time and time again. When he goes down with injuries, they're a 500 team. They're a 500 team next year without Aaron Rodgers being there. They're what New England was. No. There's talent no. on the roster, but you think it's just a plug and play? I don't think it's a plug and play. No, I don't okay. think they're 13 and 3 or whatever. I who's who's I don't their receiver? Devontae rebuild. Adams? Devontae Adams? I don't think it's a yes, rebuild at all. Green Bay is. That's asinine to say. Yes, that's how it works, Justin. Unless, if Jordan Love no. is not a top five quarterback, you have to go into rebuild. No. You really think that roster is. I, I'm looking at with Aaron. I'm not sure if they're a Super Bowl team. With, they are. With Aaron, you so last year, Green they're Bay had who was away, one possession away okay. from going to the Super Bowl. But how healthy were with they? Aaron how healthy were they last year? They had what? one injury. They had David Bakhtiari was injured. That was their big injury, okay. and they lost the which they is uh, did. which is the best left tackle in the league. Okay, but they still didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't get to the Super Bowl. They lost to Tampa Bay. And ta- Tampa Bay is going to be just as good as they were last year. So if okay. without Aaron Rodgers, you think that this Tampa Bay and Green Bay is close without Aaron Rodgers? No, I, I okay. don't, that's so not that what means, I said. I that means said they could still make the playoffs. I think it's not a total rebuild. And they're a competitive team. That's, that's exactly what I said. They're 500. It's not a complete rebuild. You're going to go in with a guy that's never played a preseason snap, and you're still going to be competitive. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers took over Brett Favre. They were six and ten. You think Jordan okay. Love? You think Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers are the same player? Coming off again a thirteen and three season with Brett Favre? No. Okay, that's, so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying though. the same thing, Ramsey. You're not understanding. I don't think they're going to be as good, but it's not a complete rebuild with a second-year quarterback that's never played a snap okay, so, in the NFL. So where's their cap going on? And you wouldn't, and there's no way you would trade him to an NFC team to compete against you. That okay, would be stupid. You're, you're not competing your one. And I don't care if you get the number three pick. There was nobody there valuable enough for them to trade it to an NFC team, a person you could you could see in the playoffs. You're not that's seeing not, them in the playoffs, though. Yes, San, you will. San Francisco has a better roster than Green Bay does today. Tampa Bay has a better no roster than Green Bay does way. today. No the Rams, way. The Rams no are way. as good. San Francisco is nowhere near as good as the Packers on offense. No way. Okay, offense doesn't win championships. We've proved that time and time again. Their defense is better than Green Bay's defense is. But that's what you just said. Defense still wins championships? Yeah. No. You said their offense was better than the Packers. No, I said they have a better roster than the Packers. San Francisco oh, has a better roster than Green Bay does today. Then I missed her. I The Rams have okay. a better roster than Green Bay does today. With Aaron Rodgers covers up a lot. So then why the hell would you trade Aaron Rodgers to that team? Because you're not competing against For the a team. number three pick? You're still not. That's ridiculous. You would get Jimmy Garoppolo. And a number three pick. So you get a starting quarterback coming back. To I don't back. want Jimmy Garoppolo. I have Jordan Love. We've all seen Jimmy Garoppolo can't win. Are we sure He's Jordan? Injured. So we're saying Jordan Love can? I'm not saying that, but I, I don't think they're a worse team 
that that's so far that they won't make the playoffs. Okay, they might make the playoffs, but they're not better than Minnesota in the division without Aaron. I wouldn't go that far. I to to kind of yeah, be the voice yeah. of what I would say without Aaron Rodgers, the way the roster is currently, and from what I see personally speaking in the offense and with, with Matt Lafleur's offense and the, the way the scheme is. The scheme is, and actually, the, I got to give credit. The one thing I can say positive about the Packers front office right now, the way that they have built the roster, offensively speaking, right now, is it is not a true plug and play that you you can't just replace Aaron Rodgers. But you would have a good enough talent if you can have someone who is good enough to manage a game. That is still an NFC North winning team. See, I don't yes, know. About it that. is because they lost to Minnesota w- last year once. They okay. split with Minnesota. Yeah, and they swept first, Chicago, and they split or they swept Detroit. Chicago's better, and Detroit is getting better. Say what you will, but Detroit's getting better. I don't. Uh, like their, Chicago is not better offensively. Chicago's getting better. Detroit is though, hot as a team. garbage. You so Come with on. Aaron Rodgers, you're splitting one of those games. Chicago's always a tough game. It's always a rivalry game. That's a tough game. You're gonna Green split. race them both times this year. But it's it's still not just a complete blowout. You don't walk in that game and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to blow Chicago by 30. No one ever thinks that. No. But what I would say, though, is that the offensive scheme, with the way that the roster is designed right now between the running game, but with the check down routes so that they can run with Tunyon, where they can run with Devontae out the outside shoulder, or, you know, the guys that stretch the field in the middle, and especially now having Amari Rodgers in the slot position... Offensively speaking, they are better than most of the NFC. Offensively speaking, if, with a if, game manager at quarterback, let alone the MVP of the league. Right. So if do we know that Jordan Love's a game manager this year? We d- we don't know. So None of, nobody knows. But that's what but I'm what saying. But what I would if, say is, if if he's even competent, if he is NFL average, I don't get. I don't, I do so he's get Baker Mayfield. If he's NFL, if he's Baker so he Mayfield, needs to be Baker Mayfield. He's not Baker Mayfield today. We we don't know that. I know that for a fact. He is not Baker Mayfield today. If he, how do you know that if for a he fact? He was Green, how do you Justin know that for a fact? Logic, think about it. You've never seen him yes, play. It doesn't matter. The Green Bay Packers had 150 practices in last year. 150. You know who somebody is in three. If Jordan Love, no. if Jordan no. Love, yes, you do. NFL, on, NFL players, NFL players, NFL, and executives have on. said this. Get out of here yes. with that bull. TJ Lang, TJ Lang has said this that you know within like a week if someone can play or not. If Jordan Love is Baker Mayfield today, which this is what we're assuming, right? They would have traded Aaron Rodgers. That's my only point. There's no reason to keep him if Jordan Love is a top 15 quarterback in the league. There you go. That's my Baker Mayfield. Congratulations. He's a top 15 quarterback. If Baker Mayf- if Jordan loves Baker Mayfield, you're trading Aaron Rodgers. So then why didn't they trade Jordan Love? Because you still need some sort of future if Aaron's not going to show up. But he's not any good. He's not a top 15, 20 quarterback. Not why today. would you bet on him when you can, when you can get a second round pick out of him? And cash out and, Are we and sh- turn this whole thing around with Aaron Rodgers. Why wouldn't you trade Jordan Love? That doesn't make sense. Because if you trade, like you, if you're, you, not, yes. you're not following the other side of the argument. Yes, I am, Justin. If you if the Green Bay Packers organization trades Jordan Love, they admit they whiffed on it and they admit they fucked up with Aaron Rodgers. Then everyone, so in the, everybody, in the fr- yes, everyone in the front office loses their job though because you pissed off your starting quarterback, who may or may not come back regardless if you trade Jordan Love. 
and Jordan Love is now gone. So you wasted your first round pick, who you end up getting rid of your first round pick, and then you got rid of your star quarterback in the end, anyways. If you trade Jordan Love, you admit you are wrong. You don't think so, really? So realistically, what we want, or what we all think that Aaron wants, is for the Packers to kiss his ass. Is basically what it is, right? Turn around, kiss my ass. You should have told me if you trade Jordan Love, and you admit, and you admit that you did this all wrong. And you get the guy to come back, which is probably what will happen if you trade Jordan Love. I I agree. It's not 100%, but I'll put you at 95% that if you trade Jordan Love and you kiss his ass and you tell him, we're sorry, he's coming back. You just said it without doing any of that, that he's going to come back and play anyways. So if you do that, you think they're all going to lose their jobs. They're not going to second job, that's for sure. They're all you're not getting a second job in the NFL. You might keep the one and you have he currently. Comes, and he comes back and he wins the Super Bowl. Or he goes to the Super Bowl. They're not or going he goes to a fifth NFC championship game. They're all going to lose their jobs. To this point, though, we have, no, we have no reason to think that Aaron's going to make it to a Super Bowl this year. We have no reason to think that Aaron or Matt LaFleur can win a big game. We haven't seen it yet. You're looking so at then it. why bring it back and not move on to Jordan Love? Because you just can't do that. You can't. You don't. You're not gaining anything back from it. If Jordan Love's ready to go, you move off of him. If Jordan Love's not ready to go, you hold on to him for another year. You're not. Jordan Love's career is kind of irrelevant at this point. You're looking at today, right? If Jordan Love is ready to play today, you get Aaron Rodgers. If he's not ready to play today, which doesn't, I'm not saying he's not going to be ready to play next year or the year after that. But next this year, right as of today, I don't think Jordan Love is ready to be a starting quarterback in the league. But you, so but then, you did say that because you know within the first three practices whether he's any good or not. I, I'm, I said that I know NFL players say that. That's what they say. I'm just, I'm saying what they say. I don't know. I don't know if he's any good or not. I'm not a scout. I'm not a professional. If I had to guess, I'm gonna say he's not ready to play today. He's not a top 15 quarterback. He's not a game manager yet. If I had to guess. If he was, they get rid of Aaron Rodgers. So as of today, no, I don't think Jordan Love is ready. So, and that's going back to the whole point, Aaron Rodgers sixth round for another year. You Sure, you keep a black cloud over the organization, but you're still relevant. That's all the Packers want to be. They're not really trying to compete for Super Bowls. If they were, you don't really sign Aaron Jones or you move Aaron's contract around. You don't do the David Bakhtiari contract. You kind of push everything out another year. So they just want to be relevant, and that's okay. That's where they are. I don't agree with that that notion that they're not going for it. I do not agree with that. And this is what really upsets me about the Aaron Rodgers thing is he wants to be appreciated. A lot of people are speculating about a contract that that could, you know, make him happy. But then you see, you know, you see guys like Ryan Tannehill. You see guys like Tom Brady that are taking less money to put people around them. Yeah, but the so you, you get you can't have two sides of the cake sure if you you're can. Aaron. I can't. I can't get mine and then get the players I want. What has Green Bay done? And then be the best? What has Green Bay done to make Aaron better? You have said it repeatedly that you. It's very tough to win championships when a court, when when one player is making thirty percent of your cap. Right. I agree with that hundred percent, and I've, I will stick by that. But I'm also saying right? Green Bay definitely could have done some things different to make Aaron happy before this point. Green Bay made mistakes before today. This isn't a today thing. Like Eric's been saying this whole time, it's been a multiple 
years, weeks in the making. This isn't just a, all of a sudden Aaron got fed up and blew up at everyone. It, the Green Bay has not done anything for Aaron in the short term or until up probably to this year that's worth Aaron saying, hey, yeah, I want to come back to that. If you're at your job and you say, and your bosses kind of do stuff, don't really tell you what's going on, or kind of doing some shady shit behind your back, not informing you on employee decisions that's happening that's directly affecting you, wouldn't you be a little disgruntled too? No. Because you know why? I signed a, court, a contract to play fucking quarterback, and that's my job. Yeah, but if you look around. I don't have, I'm not a general manager, I'm not in the front office. I'm a freaking quarterback, and I play quarterback. I throw the ball, I call plays, and that's it. Yeah, but you don't think that he deserves a text saying, hey, we're going to draft a quarterback? Don't care. I do not. But I do. If it's me, if my boss just hires someone that I have to deal with directly, I would like to have a conversation about that before they hire that person. Yes, and it does affect Aaron directly. They put him in Aaron's quarterback room. But you are a boss. Aaron is not a boss. He's the boss of the offense. He's the face of the franchise. He is one eleventh of the offense. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That's his position. Okay, so oh, no, 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 no. okay, Justin. Let's just talk about this. How many games is anyone else in that offense worth? You, I want you to put these people are winning you games on the offense. Who's worth more than Aaron Rodgers? I wouldn't disagree that he's worth more. Okay, so then he's more than 111th. That's his position. I would, I would okay. He's, that position. Not, he's not in the front office. He doesn't deserve to know any more than any other player on the roster. No. Not all the players should be texted about that. <clears throat> we live in an era today that it's not sending a snail mail letter to so, someone. It's as soon as getting on the phone saying, so hey, we're going to draft Jordan Love. This is what we're doing. I'm sorry if this offends anybody. So let me get this straight. You think you think because the Packers drafted Eric Stokes in the first round this year that they should have sent Kevin King a text message to say, hey, we're going to go. I know we signed no, you Kevin King's not your franchise player. No. no, Kevin King's not a franchise player. Like Aaron's plan. If Aaron, the only time that I would say. But you say, just said off it, off, all, the, oh my God, all the players need to know. I, so, yeah, sure. Send them a text. It's that easy. If I was general manager, that's what I would do. Keep everyone happy. If I have something that happens in my work, right, I let my people know what's going on. It's as simple as sending an email, sending a text. Say, hey, guys, this is changing. We're, our lunchtime changes tomorrow. Just a FYI, just so you know. Why couldn't the Packers do that? Send draft day of. It's See, not, that's, that's the weird thing with this whole, like, I, I get what Justin's saying. You know, he's, he's one player. He's your superstar. But in a sense, as an organization, but what I would say is the way the quarterback is perceived, that is your franchise player. Yep. It, if the Rams, let's look at the Rams, Los Angeles Rams, they're going to go draft a defensive lineman. They're probably texting Aaron Donald saying, hey, this is what's up. The freaking Bears did it with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton hasn't taken a snap for the Bears. They said, hey, we're going to go trade for this guy. This is what's happening. Andy Dalton doesn't deserve that for the Bears. The forty dollars that was Garoppolo. Yeah. So my my beef with this, and I, and you know the situation's fragile, especially you know the con the way the contract was because Aaron said this before you know has said this before that the situation's been fragile. You know it was fragile when he came in the organization as a whole because of the whole Brett Favre thing, and then he's 
like I said before, he's not universally loved by Packer fans. He never has been. Never will be. Never will be. And then on top of that, you get to a, his contract extension where you have about, you know, he's coming off kind of a downer-ish year, has a new head coach in the building, plays one year with a new head coach, and you're sitting here, you know, he's looking at the last two years guaranteed of his contract where there's guaranteed money, and there's no, you know, like where the franchise, if he wants to win another Super Bowl, he just got off an NFC Championship loss. He's looking at this roster saying, hey, we're close, but we need to win now. We're sitting here at 29 or whatever they picked in 20, or then they traded up to go to 26 to go draft Jordan Love. You're sitting there, and you know that you have two years of certainty with this organization. You have a four-year contract yet, but you have two years of certainty. Coming off an NFC Championship game, you want to win another Super Bowl. Team trades up, and you draft your replacement with no communication. The head coach, Matt LaFleur, didn't know they were drafting Jordan Love. And I'm, this is an anti-Jordan Love. I am probably the biggest Jordan Love fan on this show. But the problem I have, the way the world of sports works right now, you need to have communication. Ted Thompson didn't have communication. That's why they won one Super Bowl with him. Well, and Ted Thompson was... He was an excellent talent evaluator, terrible general manager. I don't know about excellent talent evaluator either. He was kind of a trash... Or at the end. President. At the end he was, but... You, ha- you don't have, as a franchise in the Green Bay Packers, and I love the Packers with all my being. I don't. I fucking hate the Packers. Just where I'm going with this. I love the Packers. I'm a Packers fan. I love covering the team for media. I love blogging about it. I love covering it in the podcast here. But when you have a guy who doesn't have, who's sitting here, who has brought you wins, who has basically dragged you on his back. For about five years. For five, six years Minimum. The dude deserves a text. Yeah, 100%. Sports, we're empowering athletes. And, and I don't even necessarily know if that's the right thing we should be doing as a culture, but it's what's happening. We realize we have to communicate with these people. We have to communicate because if they hear it from, it's just, you know, it's no different than if you heard bad news from somebody else instead of from somebody, you know, the person who's supposed to tell you. If Ramsey went to work tomorrow and, you know, knock on wood, this doesn't happen. Because I would feel like the biggest dickhead in the world. But if Ramsey went to work tomorrow, and if somebody sent him an email that worked under him and said, hey, you're gone, I think Ramsey would deserve a conversation with his boss. Or Justin, if you're sitting there, you know, in the coaching world and saying, hey, by the way, you hear, you know, you're going through with sports and on with sports or the Press Gazette or the O'Connor County Times Herald, you name it, the publication, Channel Lead or whatever, Gillett brings in, new assistant basketball coach you had no idea about, I'd be pretty pissed off too. Yep. I'd do the same thing Aaron's doing right now. I'd do the exact same thing. He, Aaron's not wrong here. Aaron, all, Aaron, all Aaron's asking for is a little bit of communication. And for what it's worth, the Packers have notoriously not been that. So I guess it's tough luck for Aaron. I mean... But I, I've said this before, too. I think the Packers need Aaron more than Aaron needs Packers. As of today. Oh, without a doubt they do. So does... But at the same time, Aaron has literally no leverage. See, he can I, play or he can, he can retire. And, I mean, that's, that's a little bit of leverage. But he doesn't have a choice. He's not going to get traded. We know that. If he holds out, he doesn't get his contract. He doesn't get that extra year. So we're back in the same situation in 2022. Which, and that's why I think he shows up 
week one, 2021. Right. I, think I think there's probably about 10 different reasons, but that's why I think he's here at the end of the day. Sure. I, I, I think he's going to end up playing quarterback for the Packers, too. I just, to me, trade him, get rid of him, get out of this cloud. I do not care anymore. I'm, I'm beyond it. I want to move on. Whatever happens, let's get to the next step. Either either keep him, don't keep him, trade his ass, show up. Let's get to the next step because I, I'm, I, we're two days into these mini camps and I'm already over this crap. I'm over the Packers season in general now, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not even necessarily looking forward to it. It's like, oh, I'm going to hear about Aaron talking about this or people talking about Jordan Love that or... Yep. I'll, I'll give you guys that. Like I said, I, I've said it before. I'm amazed, and, and and I get that he's not as loved as his predecessor, but just how many people have turned? Like you know, I, my 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 guy Marcus Eversall had said this, where it's almost two to one, people wanting this messy divorce just to be over with, not realizing. Like I was going back and forth with a guy on Facebook today, in the in the Jordan Love press conference. Where trade Aaron Rodgers, he's a wash up has been. Like the dude just won the MVP. Like, you know, I if you're sick of his, you know, the attitude that's perceived and him not being the fun loving Brett Favre, fine. That that whatever. That's that's your choice. But to to all this stuff you see, it's it's so bad. Like there's so many idiots on you know, as you said, Ramsey, there's so many idiots on Facebook and Twitter and you know, with way too loud of a platform who are saying that the guy's washed up or has been. It's insane. Well, and even for this, and I, I, I've kind of been on the other side of the fence about this, but what has Aaron really done? He didn't show up to minicamps? I wouldn't want to show up to minicamps either if I'm Aaron. Come off an MVP season, what am I going to gain from minicamp? I'd probably take the fine and set up minicamp too. That's what Aaron's done so far. Aaron's not come out and publicly really bashed the Packers. He hasn't come out and said, oh, I want to trade, I want this. He didn't do what Julio did. Right. For what it's worth, Aaron has just kind of not said anything. And he's making, by not saying anything, he's saying something. But he hasn't necessarily been toxic. It's kind of been everyone else that's around the situation that's been toxic about it. Without I, would, I would 100% agree with that, Ramsey. 100%. So Aaron's not necessarily, and people, again, are kind of bashing Aaron. I've kind of bashed him a little bit too because I think, Part of me wants to say, hey, get your ass here. We need to play football. We need to win championships. But at the end of the day, Aaron's not done that. And Brett Favre skipped on many camps, training camps all the time. I don't get it. The the reason it's even a story is because Aaron Rodgers has never done it. Name the last time Tom Brady was in mini camps or Peyton Manning was in mini camps. Well, Tom Brady goes to his host in his own mini camp right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's exactly my point, though. Name the last time any of these guys that just because the fact is that Aaron Rodgers has done it for 16 years. That's fine. That's great. But when there's some disgruntlement going on, there's a situation brewing, and you realize, okay, yeah, he came off an MVP season last year. He got the team this close again. Like you said, you know, if this is Brett Favre, this isn't a story. Or Tom Brady. No, or whoever. That's what Brett Favre used to do. He was in Mississippi. Brett Favre wouldn't show up until probably like a weekend in training camp. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily blame Aaron for not being here. It's hot. Wisconsin in June, like, yeah, whatever. I'll go send a wife, my supermodel or movie star wife. Yeah. All right. So, enough about the Packers. We got to finish up the show as we always do. What are we rooting for this week? The Bucks to lose. <laughs>
Another thing I'm sick of talking about. <laughs> Justin, uh, I'll go. I guess I'm. I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the UFC fights this weekend. Some great ones. Uh, um, we've got Israel Adesanya defending a, his title against uh, Marvin Batori. They fought before. Uh, it was a great fight. Uh, probably one of Adesanya's best fights. Um, but Adesanya came out on top and then one of, uh, one of the fan favorites, one of the highest, highest sellers is fighting this weekend. Nate Diaz, he, he's going at it, uh, against Leon Edwards and that's going to be a great fight. Nate Diaz ends a, a little bit of a layoff. I think it's been over a year that he's fought. So he's um, not my greater last, didn't he? Uh, last fight? no. Was it Masvidal, I believe. I think he fought Jorge Masvidal for the BMF title. That fake title The Rock put around somebody. Um, so, yeah, it's a great fight. Um, it's going to be a great card. Don't know if I'll be able to watch it. Uh, we're, we're still on um, baby watch. I'm rooting to have a baby. Uh, I'll let you boys know that uh, the June 25th date is not going to work. Uh, they Dang have decided it. that, yeah, they they have decided that uh, if we do not have a baby between now and next Friday, they are gonna um, start the induction process. So, little yellow jacket as it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Probably that was a great Probably. joke that we're not even gonna focus on. That was so good. I hate it's both of you. It. It's not an it, you son of a bitch. It's a baby, beautiful baby girl. All right. It's not an it. A yellow jacket on her. Good. Maybe a green jacket. She like golf. <laughs> she like golf. Not even born yet. Can't hit the links. Probably. I'm, talk- I'm talking. I'm talking induction like the Hall of Fame. You know, yellow jacket. I'm talking golf. <laughs> Anyways, what are you rooting for? I'm gonna continue rooting. I I'm gonna take the baseball route here. Oh, Someone's wow. got to do it. Ugh. Brewers are in they're first hot. place. They're not, they're not doing so hot tonight, but it's Brian Anderson's start. They'll have Big Woo. No, Ooh, that's Freddie Peralta on the mound. Tomorrow they'll have the Big Woo, Brandon Woodruff on the hill on Friday, Corbin on Saturday, or they have an off day Thursday. No. Either way, they'll have Peralta tomorrow, Big Three, Woodruff, Burns, mixing a little Hauser. Go win some more. Love it. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Are they going to be a yeah. World Series contender? Their pitching yeah. is good enough where they could be. If their offense picks up, which it has been here lately, they have three of the best, statistically speaking, three of the best starting pitchers. They have two of the best relief pitchers in baseball on their roster. If their offense even picks up remotely, they are a dangerous team in the National League and a dangerous team in baseball just because of how good that starting pitching staff is. So they're so they're that kind of this the the big three, so Woodruff, Burns, Peralta are legitimate Cy Young candidates right now. Best pitcher in, in the National League. I know that, Eric. Just checking. They have the lowest ERA. They have As a combined three? I I don't or, know. I believe so. so. Are those all are, forgive me? Are those all three starters? Those are all three of those okay. are starters. They're, I think all three of them are in the top five. They have the top five rotation. Just in factoring in Woodruff or excuse me, um, 
Hauser and Anderson, who are kind of like a 3-4 ERA kind of guy, they have the fourth best ERA in all of baseball. And those guys are, are legitimately career average players. So, but that's kind of what we talked about last year, correct? I, maybe not on the pod, but on me and you personally, right? That mm-hmm. that's kind of what was the roadblock last year, correct? Was that they were... The last couple of years. That the that the they offense haven't had, has been there, but the pitching hasn't. So you can't really... They haven't had consistent starting pitching long term. Now they do. Nice. So they are a team as long as, you know, barring injury, barring, you know, like I said, the offense can get it back rolling. Mm-hmm which they have shown signs of life here lately. Let's go. World Series potential. So legitimately, like not even just being a homer, they are, like I said, best rotation, one of the best rotations in baseball, up there with the Dodgers, with people that have never been heard of. We will uh, party very hard if the Brewers have You guys might not see me for two, three weeks if the, if the Brewers won a World Series. Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I'll probably see you. I'll probably be with you. True enough. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> All right, that's... Episode 26 of the Root for Wisconsin show. Thanks for the last six months. We're officially half a year in. No half a quitting year. Any, no quitting anytime soon. Thank you so Woo. much. Root for Wisconsin show. Eric, Ramsey, Justin, we're out. See ya. Salute. Bye.